You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 16th of August 2020. This week, Paul chats to young writer Tyra Raymond. She talks about the difficulties of self-publishing, how she found her way to creating her own podcast, and we hear from her new collection, Mirages to Reality. Welcome to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's the Waffle Hour here and I've got the immense pleasure of being able to speak to Tyra Raymond. Are you there? Yes. Hiya. How are you, Paul? I'm doing fine. Whereabouts are you calling us from this afternoon? Um, Leeds. Leeds. So you're over the border. You're in that Yorkshire over there. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very proud Lancastrians here in in Rossendale. We 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 always have to put out a public a public warning every time we're speaking for, to anyone from <laughs> from across the border. Um, and uh, and do you do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself about uh about the the kind of work that you do? Um, because you're a, a working poet. Well, I don't, I don't want to speak for you. You, uh, you tell us a little bit about who you are. Yep. So um, I'm an outreach support worker mm-hmm. um in Leeds, and um, I'm also a poet, um, author, and performer. Excellent. So that outreach support work that you do, did that lead you into this or is this a completely different, uh, it's kind of like a day job and working as a poet, kind of an extra identity you've got? Uh, it's a completely different thing. Um, I, I've been doing this job for five years now and I've never enjoyed a job as I do with this. So um, yeah, it's a, you could say a day job as well. And uh, <laughs> with poetry, I've you know been writing since I was 14, but only started kind of getting out there about uh, two years ago one and a half realistically um but yeah i love doing both and that was that was going to be my question to you because i, I it always fascinates me about the, the journey that people have coming to writing about what what was it what was that kind of process like where you where you started to think i'm i'm not just writing for me here i'm i seem to be wanting to to share this with with other people whether it be through performance or or, or, or writing yeah so um it's a good question that because i've i always kind of shared my poetry but never publicly just with like a family member or a close friend but it was also always like very personal until um the end of 2018 i was just like i just reached a point in my life where it was time to do more with what i always wanted to do and kind of uh find myself if you like even further than of course enjoying my job but I just wanted to do something with my writing and inspire other people so um I just attended an open mic in Leeds and then from there it just spiraled it's it's funny how those open mics they can be a real uh, confidence booster for people when they when they get off because you uh, just out of interest, how many how many minutes did you get on your first open mic do you remember yeah, about two. <laughs> it's about two minutes, isn't it? It's, you, you suddenly, but they feel like when you're up there, they feel like the longest two minutes in the world when yeah. it's your first one. Um, and it, it's it's uh, it's a real it's a really big experience, isn't it? Doing those open mic nights. Definitely, definitely. It, was, it felt really, really strange, like kind of going and reading a poem in front of other people, not knowing what they were going to think, and you know, like never sharing it publicly. You just don't know what people are going to say about your writing or or Absolutely. judge you or or have an opinion of your poems it was a real confidence booster when like um but it was his event at seven arts in leeds and he was just he really liked the poem and and people said you know that they really liked it and from then on it just yeah it gave me a lot of confidence and that confidence has has spiraled over time to the point where i I believe i'm and i've I've not got the public edge i visit 2019 you released your first collection mirages to reality 
yeah that's right and 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 what was that like how does that how did that feel having that you know your work in print it felt amazing it felt great just kind of getting all the poems together and um basing on on the story of of my life really and and the journey and a new journey to you know to reality as the title of the book Mm. um i did it very quick self-published and um there's a lot of work to it but i was just it was like there was like not a deadline but it was um Bernadette O'Hara's night in um, Haworth and she was like you're gonna you're gonna headline and that was gonna be my first headline performance and then I was like but my book isn't done yet so it was like kind of it gave me a push to get it done and I'd I'd just go to the library after work and Mm. spend some hours at night time just kind of getting all the poems together and and writing the commentary and and then a really close friend did the foreword um, and then yeah it was a lot of work but then I really I really enjoyed it. It's actually it's a lovely process as well. I think uh, lots of people have put off self-publishing because of the, uh, you know, because of all those extra things. And you think, well, how do I write the the, the legal bit to go at the front? And how do I? D-? The, the, the bit I always find really tricky with self-publishing is writing your own blurb, um, that, that bit yeah. on the back to sell it to people. I mean, what were the bits that you weren't expecting with that self-publishing? Because it's I mean, we could do a whole thing about self-publishing. Here. Um, but uh, mm. um was there any part of the process that you just weren't expecting or it suddenly went oh I didn't even think I had to do that I think it was just all like the technical side to it like getting the pagination right and the page numbers and figuring all these things like now I've probably forgotten I've done another book but I've probably forgotten now because it was <laughs> that you know it was quite frustrating I had to kind of contact Amazon all the time and I was just wasn't expecting it to be that that difficult it is it's and that's the thing it's the 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 kind of process of putting it like page numbers i always found the contents page actually making sure that the contents page <laughs> yeah. married up with with the page numbers was really tricky <laughs> and it doesn't sound very poetic to do but my goodness when you finished it you feel a real sense of achievement <laughs> yeah true <laughs> Um, well, we're going to be sharing a, a few pieces from uh, for, of your work um, a, a little bit later in the show. Um, but of course, mm. we're, we're a radio station here and we, we talk music a lot. Uh, and uh, when when I said to you, uh, OK, so we're going to we're going to go for some music choices. And you said mm. oh, it was lovely for you to just say, can I just go for all Coldplay? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> why, why Coldplay? Why were you why were you particularly drawn to them? Um, I've always found their music um you know, like uh, meaningful and and profound, and the words always have this meaning that gets me think, so gets me to think, and and that's the kind of music I personally connect to. Something that will leave you with a lesson or an emotion, um, and yeah, to learn something new. Excellent. Well, we're gonna we'll talk about Coldplay in a little bit uh, more depth, I'm sure, as the show goes on. Uh, this opening yeah. track you've chosen is Yellow. Playing more of the songs you like. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to the second part of my interview this afternoon on the Weekend Wind Down. This is the Waffle Hour. Uh, I've got Tyra Raymond on the uh, line speaking to us from Leeds. And uh, Tyra's going to share, to open this second segment, uh, a piece of work from... uh, Is it from Mirages to Reality? Yes, it's the opening poem of the book. Excellent. I'll, I'll hand over to you. Thank you. It's called Mirage. Chasing the mirage like a fool, but it's too cool for my hands to stay away. It's too sweet, almost like a treat, once in a while. But when the sun goes down, there is only darkness, darker than my eyes when they are closed, darker than a secret that is not exposed. I taste the sweetness of the past, except, is it real? Will I fail again to see the reality? 
I taste the bitterness of the past. How surreal. Am I entering into insanity? Am I naive for taking you to the heights I do? Without closing my eyes, I dream about you. I dream of greenery reaching the stars. I dream of it coming true. No more broken memories. No more scars. But the lessons I thought I learned have become like the full moon that comes out once or twice and disappears by the end of the night. The mind is like cross pathways giving way to every thought, yet it collides together like never-ending congestion. There are no empty spaces in between or ends to the road, just continuous rocky hills that never seem to end. And here I am, standing in the waterless desert, right in the middle, without you. That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, I mean, I just I, as I'm listening to things and obviously we're, we're, we're discussing people's poems uh, on on the radio here. Uh, and I just sort of pick out some words that, that really stand out. You know, you were talking about, you know, it, it talks about darkness and sweetness and bitterness. There's a real mm. sense of, um, you know, sensory ness in your work there and and uh, there was i love the idea of a waterless de- that the, you know of the waterless desert there I, mm. and you, you, you create some really powerful images in your work is that is that something that's intentional in your writing that you you're thinking you know what i want to i really want them to feel something as we as as we're reading this mm. not really it's just but when i'm writing a poem it's it's usually after like i've had an emotional experience or i'm thinking about something and i just need to kind of put it down into a poem and, and, and release it really. And then I just can't help it with my mind. It just comes out with all these, these <laughs> images and, and then it just, yeah, just forming it into words. And then uh, it just ends with my last thought or, or emotion that's going on while I'm having this, this experience. It's almost like it's, it just comes tumbling out of you and it's in there. And actually the poetry is the, is that kind of process of getting the experience out of yourself. Yeah, it is, because literally when I've written the poem down, the final line will be like the most powerful one because it will be how I how I felt at the end. And I've just kind of released it now and it's on paper and it's out of my head. It's, I suppose it's quite cathartic, isn't it? Of uh, Especially if you've if you've had a day and I should imagine you mentioned it, your, your job is as a, as a support worker. I should imagine mm. that can be quite a, a tense and emotional job from from time to time probably very nice to be able to actually say you know what, i'm going to get this out in some way yeah definitely it's, it's it is it's a it's definitely an emotional job because you're getting involved with you know people's lives and and you do come come away sometimes feeling you know sorry for them and trying a bit more grateful really yeah and um making a difference that's the that's the main reason why i like it the work that you're doing and the and the the, the way that you you sort of performed that to us uh, just a second mm. ago uh, it's uh, it's a really lovely way of performance it's a nice calm approach uh, to, mm. to to sort of sharing words um is that something that you try and do when you're performing live is it you do you try and create that nice calm atmosphere i'm not sure really because um <laughs> a lot of my poems are quite dramatic um and sad i think it starts off like this in the mirages reality set where it's you know with this poem which uh, I'm quite surprised you said it's calming. That's a different <laughs> review. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe because of the way I read it. I don't know. Yeah, your performance style, rather than the the, the words themselves, it was, I found it a very it was very relaxing to listen to. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, usually when I'm doing a set, it's it's you know it's it's a mixture really of sad poems, and then it ends with 
um quite a happy one <laughs> which is un- quite nice actually i i often you, you you have to sort of throw a happy one in there just to kind of uh, make people not go away going well there was a depressing poet because I, I i i i've been to far too many poetry gigs and it's like it was really great works but blimey i i feel bad now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why i'm when I'm like performing my set, I'm like, I promise you, I'm not going to leave you in the dark. And then it's true. When I finish it, it's, it is like the real story of my life. And it's to give people that, that hope that, you know, even if you are facing a mirage, as we all do, mm. um, as long as you're on the path to reality, you can find that, find yourself and, and find true happiness. And and it's interesting that the, the, uh, I've been onto your website and there's there's quite a big section on your website about about the link between your poetry and and spirituality in particular. Um, mm. Is that something that's really important to you as an artist? Yeah, it is. I mean, I've I've always been a spiritual person. I've been brought up as as a spiritual person, and it's a big part of my life. And I do have a spiritual set as well. Mm. And I do think that in this book there are poems that are just spiritual in their nature without without me realizing it. I think that's the thing is that is that if you can weave those things together and uh, and, and and kind of get a, a sense of of you as a performer, I think it's uh, it's it's a really great great thing. And uh, and I'm I'm really looking forward to post lockdown. There's so many people that I've I've spoken to over the the course of the lockdown that I'm just really wanting to yeah. get to see live again uh, at some point or another. Um, and uh, and it'd be it'd be great to to hopefully catch up with you again because Leeds is not that far from Rossendale. We'll, we'll be able to get to one. Oh, of I, at some point. I'm just kind of waiting for that day. It just feels like an absolute dream that I started performing. I've even went to an event, even stood on a stage, and I was in, I was you know I was going to get to this really. This year was going to be big for me, like it was going to be the year, yeah. and like. Now I just can't wait to see to see you and see anyone before. It'd just be like a dream come true. Well, we, I, I'm I'm quite excited. We've got a, this is a little teaser for a couple of weeks' time on the show. Um, I'm going mm. to a live gig on the 29th of August. There's a with in, oh Man- my God. in Manchester that uh, Punk and Drublick have managed to get themselves up and running. So it's and I'm I'm quite excited. I don't want to tell, tell you too much because we're we're gonna go, we're going oh to see God. the show. Oh my God! I'm hearing this that like events have started to take place. And I'm like, oh my God! I can't believe it. That's just that was uh, like I said, it feels like a dream. Even that I even knew anyone from there. It's just like everyone's on Facebook, and obviously with with connecting with people and talking to them online. But it's just not the same, is it? It's not. I mean, as much as I've loved seeing people's living rooms and kitchens, I really want to see them in public spaces again. <laughs> uh, I want to see yeah. them in libraries and community centres and pubs. I want to see them in all the places I saw them before. <laughs> Um, so uh, so yeah those that side of thing is, is coming back um now we're uh, we're coming up to the second music break uh, and and in that mm-hmm. it's interesting because we were talking about your spirituality your your second choice of Coldplay song is the scientist uh now yes that's, that you, some would say that's a contrast <laughs> yeah um well I, I just think I think life's full of different um experiences and themes and I guess my work does bring that out because I don't just focus on one 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 theme if you like so there's obviously um you know sad poems and and happy poems and spiritual poems because i think that's what life's about we've got to face the positive and the negative um and as i said like sometimes i won't realize that one of my poems is spiritual but um that's why i've chosen this track because i think it it fits in with with the theme of of you know life and experiencing in all its different shapes and sizes Excellent. Well, this is Chris Martin again with Coldplay. This is The Scientist. The Frequency. 104.7. The Area. Rossendale Valley. The Station. Rossendale Radio. 
Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's the Waffle segment and I'm speaking to Tyra Raymond. Uh, first of all, about her book, Mirages to Reality, and we've talked performance. Um, but there's something, there's a, there's an elephant in the room. Uh, and, and it's quite frankly, it's the rivalry between Waffle, the bite-sized podcast, and the Tyra <laughs> Raymond Poet Show. Um, I, I think it's been there. You've, you've felt the tension in the air throughout. Um no, it's not there at all. I'm just making all this stuff up. Um, you run, you also, similar to me, uh, you also run a wordy pod, podcast uh, and you talk to, uh, you talk to poets. How did, how on earth did that start? That's right. So um, it's funny how it happened because it was January when I decided that I'm going to, um, you know, start a podcast this year. It was one of my plans and um, I never planned to kind of interview the people, even though most of them are structured that way. Um, I just I just thought it was a good way of recording my performances and talking about inspirational uh, topics and subjects um, and kind of elaborating on some of the inspirational quotes that I've posed online. And then um, that was in January of this year when I started planning and learning more about it and, you know, the technical stuff. Mm. And then um, when obviously all this, this, this pandemic happened, it just, I, I had more time on my plate and it just, I just started it there and then. And then um, I was like, oh my God, this is a good way of, interviewing people and you don't have to always go out and physically and interview people we can just do it through through you know zoom and the app and online and since then i've, I've been yeah i'm, I'm I, I feel blessed really and and just really really lucky that it's just literally I've, I've, i'm speaking to people all over all over the world poets mm-hmm. and performers and they're sharing their inspiring stories and it's just been an amazing experience to be honest was it uh, i mean i i found it quite uh, tricky did you find that the the, te- the technical side of things uh, a, a big a big thing because obviously we we're, we're we're writers and we're performers but actually this is mm. very much about you know pressing buttons and getting levels on things and all did you find that side of things a, a, a bit of a learning curve it was definitely i mean like i said i'm glad that it was in january when i i decided to do it otherwise i don't think it would have happened this quick so it was, it was a case of watching videos and learning things and the app and contacting mm. Apple and, and sorting things out and on the website and things. And, um, yeah, I put a lot of time into it and a lot of, a lot of work in, in sorting all these technicalities <laughs> um, to even just li- listening and learning about it in the car while I was driving to work and all of that, because I did that beforehand. Now it's just like second nature and, and it's just, just a case of somebody saying they want to be on the show and just reading about them and learning about them and, Again, when you've got to edit it, I've just got into this habit and I enjoy it so much. Just, I'm, I'm amazed really about how many people want to come forward and how much inspiration people have in, in their lives and how much they want to share. It's true. I think uh, one of the one of the joys of doing this over the course of the of the last year has been the, the just the range of people I've been able to speak to. Um, and, mm. and just having that chance to talk to people each week of and, and getting a different life experience from your own. Um, it's uh, and you even from you know you're geographically not very far from us in Leeds, but mm. I'm almost certain you've had a, a different experience of of working in spoken word and writing than than I have over here in um, living over here in Lancashire. So it's it's just lovely to to kind of make those connections with people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I've just gotten to know so many people that now I've got like a list of people that I've never met and we're going to have to meet at some point. <laughs> Um, and getting to know people uh, like Rob Steventon, I've met him about four times and, you know, I performed at his event and we were going to, uh, Bernie was going to call him down to Haworth and things mm. and just getting to know him on a different level. So it's just, just giving me that chance to do a little deep dive into people's 
uh, personal lives and you know especially during lockdown and and how how they were still so fired up and inspired it's it's, it's absolutely amazing that's all i can say just how much uh, you know how how willing people are to share their stories and how much i i've learned myself about them and then being able to share that with with the listeners and with with people it's just been mind blowing i mean when i like now i've got about 20 people on the list that yeah. i cannot get in because when I interview someone, it's now. Before it was like, okay, I'll, I'll release it in about three weeks. Now they're having to wait like at least two and a half months before their episode can get released because I've got that many people in, you know, lined up for it, and it, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy that I've been able to do this and just connect with people and get to know them more while we've all been apart with because of this pandemic. We've been apart, but we've been so united and still so positive and fired up and willing to share share their stories and, and we can learn something from that all the time I think that's and a, I think during yeah, during this time as well just it's, it's, it's really helped me um, you know to carry on as well because I guess we've all had our own challenges but hearing people's positivity and just taking a step into their life and getting out of your own and just learning from them it, it really does keep me positive it does and I think if somebody had said to us in March when when this really started when when everything began to hit home of how much we you know how much of our freedom we'd lose etc um we mm. I, I think if somebody said to us at the end of August you're all still going to be actually quite upbeat about all this I think mm. I think I'd have laughed at you and said August that's far too far away yeah. been, but but actually you're we, right yeah we found a new way of communicating with each other which i think is is, is going to be a big thing when we all get back into whatever normal happens i think honestly i just missed everyone so much and i just miss their energy and it was like a new world i'd i'd entered you know entered into um as i said it's not been too long since i've known you guys and been out there performing so now i just like i said it just feels like a dream and i just can't wait to see how much i mean i guess we're going to be more appreciative of it and now we're just going to treat it like like a dream come true because we've been apart from that long and we've not physically been together and performed and shared our work and, and we all had you know new goals the stories I've been hearing from people when they've come on the show it's like uh there was had so many goals but they've still worked on other things that are going to aid those same goals when they when they come out and they're back on back on the into their writing and performance and it's really amazing as you said people are still uh we wouldn't have believed it before if someone had said you know, you you'll for four or five months if you just because of this pandemic, you're still going to be able to do this and do that. But as writers and poets, we've I think we've utilised that time very well, and we've all had our you know personal challenges because I've heard all the stories. But mm. still, this writing and this poetry uh, and and performing part of our lives has stuck with us and got us through, and we, I think we're going to come out stronger. I think we will. I think we're going to come back with a bang at some point or another. I think the magic. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be it's going to be that magical time when we're all when we're all just get, getting back to things just as you know whatever we considered to be normal and I think there's just going to be that really nice moment where you just hear applause. Yeah. I think it's applause is the thing that I'm looking forward to being a part of again. I'm looking forward to sitting with a group of people and putting our yeah. hands together or, or making some noise for the people in front of us. It's it's going to be that that shared those shared experiences that we <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, Definitely. It cannot come long enough. Uh, come, come, come soon enough. Sorry. Um, uh, well, we, I'm really sad to say that we're we're coming up towards the end of of the interview. But um, uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time this afternoon with us. Um, we, we, we are finishing with Coldplay, and you particularly asked. I, I, we had a conversation about whether we were going to put Viva La Vida on the playlist or not, and uh, you said, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to go for that one last. Is that why 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 is this the big finish? 
because I think I believe personally that in life we've got to be both positive and negative because it's a part of life. And uh, with my poetry set and I guess with, with the story of my life really, it's been from, um, you know, living with with reality, with with negativity and um, chasing the mirages of life to finally arriving to reality and happiness. And I guess that's how my set ends and that's how the last poem of the book ends. So it just kind of made sense to kind of celebrate that and and end with with reality and being happy and leaving people uh, happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, this is Viva La Vida. Tyra Raymond, thank you so much. We'll put the links up to uh, your podcast and uh, and to, to your book. We'll put that up on the uh, on the show page uh, here at Facebook uh, on the Facebook page at Rossendale Radio. In the meantime, here is Coldplay. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Hello, it's me again. Yes, it's one of those weeks, the weeks when if I return, you know full well that that means we've got some bonus content. And what I'm really pleased to say is that Tyra stayed on the line just after our interview had finished. Uh, we had a little bit of a chat uh, and she shared with me another one of her pieces. Um, it was so good. Uh, I thought, well, you know what? That needs to be kept. So we recorded it. And here is Tyra with another piece from her book. The poem that I'm going to close with is called Undefined Happiness and it's the last poem of my book, Mirages to Reality, and the last poem of my book and word show, Mirages to Reality. The sun is shining. The summer wind is blowing. I don't call it to myself, but I travel towards its way. Its path is sweet like something I always try to catch like loyalty against deceit. I tried to fight along the way it never said, no entry or that I was ever barred, and along the centuries the same calling lit a spark. But only those who continued to lit would find its everlasting sweetness. If only I'd ever sat down and enjoyed the true happiness. The oxygen from the trees travels along my nerves. The beautiful sounds of the birds travels through my ears, a language I want to speak so I can taste their serenity too. Now along the journey, along the paths that are now open, along the words that have finally spoken, Along the dreams that are no longer broken, along the seeds that are no longer dying, along the happiness that is alive, it travels inside me, and I finally say yes. And there you go. Another Waffle the Bite Size podcast comes to an end. Uh, my thanks go to Tyra Raymond for coming on the show and chatting about her work, about how she got started with things, about publishing her own book, uh, about producing a podcast. I mean, who'd have thought that there would be other podcasts out there talking to poets and various other things? Uh, it seriously was great uh, to chat to her, and I'm really pleased to say uh, that uh, we're going to be linking up again in the future, which is a wonderful thing uh, for all concerned, I think. Uh, my thanks as ever go to Melanie Kemp for her work editing Waffle the Bite Size podcast and all of our friends at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast on a Sunday afternoon. Stay safe, everybody, and we will see you very, very soon.